This is Phil Jackson, the Overtime Show, being powered by Play.it and CBS Radio, no, CBSPhilly.com. You can tell that we haven't been here in a while. Um, how's everybody doing out there? I mean, what can I say? A couple months went by. Me, DJ Sobuck, okay, of course, DJ Sobuck is not here right now. I'm flying solo today because... Um, it's it's a special. It's not a music type podcast that that I want to do today. Um, trying to get some information out there. Me and so, but we talked about it, and we we're revamping the whole entire podcast. I mean, it's still going to be powered by uh, Play It, um, CBS Radio Network, and plus we're on CBSPhilly.com right now. So go check it out. Uh, past interviews. I think the last interview that we actually did was Master Killer from Wu Tang Clan. And he was in studio, and that was a very special chair. And we have some more stuff coming up um, in the near future. But what we wanted to do, uh, me and Soba, we wanted to co- we wanted to step back for a little bit and just reevaluate uh, this whole podcast game because of the fact that there's a lot of podcasts out there, and it's a lot of information, which is good. I mean, it's, it, it is a great thing, but. You know, you have to be unique and you have to stand out, especially in this game right now, because I was talking with my guests off the, you know, um, off the mic. And I was explaining to them that radio, commercial radio, terrestrial radio isn't what it used to be. And um, what people want now, they want shows that they can go back and revisit and revisit and revisit um, online. You know, you can. You know, if you're traveling, if you're on the train, you can listen to it through your iPad or phone. Or, you know, if you're sitting at your desk at your job, you can listen to it through your job. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to revamp. And and one of the things that we wanted to do is be more. um, I'm not going to say less music and more um, social issues, but. You know, just have a good balance. And that's what you, in order to have a good a good podcast, not even just a good podcast, just a good show, period, if you're in radio or internet radio, whatever. In order to have a good show, you have to have a good balance. So what I want to do today, so shout out to DJ Soulbug. Let me, let me go ahead and get the plugs out the way. Uh, if you want to hit up DJ Soulbug, DJ Soulbug at gmail.com. He's on the two-hour show Every Monday, 9 p.m. to midnight, utmradio.com. He's also a DJ on beatminersradio.com, uh, Mr. Street Sickness. Every Thursday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on beatminersradio.com. Real quick before we get into the interview, shout out to Black Moon out there because we went to the Black Moon concert, and let me tell you, I, I was blown away. I mean, seeing Buckshot. And the Five Foot Assassin and DJ Evil D. It just brought me back to the 90s, which was so pure in hip hop in my era. Because, you know, before then, you know, the, if you have the guys 
in the 80s, they say that their era was, was better, which was a, not a bad era. I mean, you know, it was the start of something that was that was real great leading up into the present time. But that show at the Voltage Lounge, that ended my summer. That was a great summer. Shout out to uh, DJ Bizarro, Bushwick Bully, um, Napoleon, uh, the legend. Um, they have a new album out right now, too. Uh, they're part of uh, the Beat Miners family called Breath of Fresh Air. And we're going to have them on... Not just on WPRB, but we're gonna we're gonna have them on the podcast also because they have like an interesting story. So shout out to DJ Crazy Bizarro out there. If you don't have the album, please go pick up the album. If you love hip hop, this is hip hop. But we got all that out the way. Oh wait, no wait, you know what? We didn't. I'm sorry. My show <laughs> every Sunday, five to seven on WPRB one hundred three point three FM, Sabi Radio, which I feature classic and independent hip hop. Okay, now we got all that stuff out the way. That's that was like the non-important stuff. I'm just playing. Shout out to DJ Soapbuck out there. But shout out to Kilogram because you know he 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 called me and you know me me and Kilogram we've been friends for a long. I've been a fan of his music um, ever since before I even knew him. Before I even had my show, I was fans of his music and you know he came up to WPRB. He came up to CBS Radio. And, you know, all the one thing I liked about Kilogram is he likes to pull people together. And what I mean by pulling people together is that he actually, you know, he puts me on to things that I don't know and vice versa. And during the summertime, Kilogram had this phenomenal basketball tournament. Um, I, I believe, where was it at? Was it in, um, it wasn't in Pemberton. Was it in Pemberton? No, it was in Burlington. It was in Burlington. Okay, it was in Burlington, but you know the you know I I, I couldn't I couldn't attend, but just seeing the pictures online, it was just so phenomenal. And you know I'm I'm like so I I texted Kilogram. I said, Yo, you really got something going on right here, so you got to keep this thing going. And he said, Well, you know what? He called me last week. He said, You know what, Phil? I got somebody that you might want to talk to because they're putting on. A similar event also, but this is like on a bigger scale, you know, you got money, you got, I mean, you just, just even where the, where, where the holding the basketball tournament at is, is crazy. So he said, I have a friend named Daryl Lloyd. I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, when do you want to do the, when do you want to do the interview? He said, we can do whatever. So, so, and he said, well, his wife is going to come up here too. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. So sister. Sister, sister, you know what? Maybe, maybe you know, you know. I'm sorry. I, I I totally apologize because he did. I don't know. I maybe I'm thinking about my fiance. I don't know. Um, I'm and all. We were out. just talking about it. So yeah, yeah. We were just talking about it. But I have. Uh, I'm sorry. Say, um, pronounce your name again. Deja. Deja and Daryl Lloyd, and they are from Burlington County, correct? Yep. You got it. And you're not married. And we're not married. <laughs> Both not sorry married, definitely that. not married to she, each other. Yeah, she looked at me like, "What the hell?" No, but but I'm sorry, but but thank you for coming up. And um, before we get into the basketball tournament that 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 you have coming up in October, uh, just uh, just tell me about yourself because um, I read I read the bio with with uh, with with, with Kil- Kilogram sent over, and you know, just tell me about yourself, like where you come from, and and tell me about your business too, because it's very unique that uh, because you you two own the business correct we do with our mom oh that and and, and, that, and that's wonderful so like who who wants to start off first yeah i'll start off okay 
Yeah, you know, we grew up in Burlington County, right in Edgewater Park. Um, you know, we both went to school, uh, to school in the area. I went to St. Joe's Prep right down the street from here. Okay. Um, she went to Holy Cross in um, Delran, and we grew up around here. Um, uh, I went to school in D.C. and then um, did government relations for about ten years. Okay. Um, was an executive down there. She, um, Deja was an executive for um, a pretty big company right outside of New York, and. Uh, you know, our mom had been in insurance and in mortgages for a long time. Right. And she was looking for um, something else to do. She was with Allstate at the time, and she was looking for um, something else to do bef- um, from now until retirement. And so okay. she was planning on um, buying an insurance agency, and so she started that process and getting that together. And we decided that, you know, if mom is going to go in on something and do it, you know, we're a family and we, we do things together. We're very close-knit. Okay. And so we said, let's do, let's do this together as a family operation. So uh, we bought the insurance agency back in 2014, and um, we're based in Mount Laurel in um, uh, 38 in Arc Road, and uh, we're a farmer's insurance family-owned business, and um, it's been thriving. And so we love that and kind of working together, and we work on a number of different projects, you know, I think my sister and I are what you would call habitual entrepreneurs now. Okay. Um, we, we got that bug and we like it. Um, right. You know, there's a lot of, um, you can do more in your community when you were the driver of something. And so we got in the driver's seat and then never looked back. That's what's up. Now, now Deja, now, now tell me about yourself. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. It's really, you know, Daryl kind of said it all. Um, mm-hmm. I Right now I live in central Jersey. Okay. Um, I... Went to Rutgers University, so that's kind of why I'm in that area. Gotcha. Um, and really, my motivation for getting into the insurance um, industry was kind of with my mom. It was kind of her, she was a driver, the okay. driving force there. But um, she one day said to both of us, um, You know, I really want to do this. This is kind of part of um, my dream. Mm-hmm. But you know how when somebody dies and Sometimes they pass around a hat to help the family. Right. I don't ever want to have that happen in our community. Okay. So I want to do this agency, and that kind of sparked it from there. Uh, real quick, um, was it hard to actually leave? Because both of you sound like you're career-driven, and the the careers that you were previous previously in, was that hard to leave, or how was that transition from leaving uh, those careers going into the insurance business, or was it a, a smooth transition for both of you? Well, that's funny that you asked that because so Deja hasn't officially left. She ah, still she okay. does both because she doesn't want to leave. She she likes kind of straddling the fence on that because um, she's a really great gig, and so she does both, and she kind of double dips when it comes to um, all that. Um, for me, I transitioned over. So my mom, when she when we bought the business, started off on her own for about nine months, um, you know, and she was just a, a force of nature, opening the shop and doing everything on her own. And then um, we did pretty well, and so we got the opportunity to stop to start writing in um, business in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. So we mm-hmm. were doing just New Jersey, and then we kind of opened up a wealth management division, and okay. so we got more people and we got bigger and. It became a, a little bit much for her to do on her own. You know, we didn't want to um, have any other executives in the business that weren't family members. So, right. you know, at that point it was, well, we need somebody else to come on. And so 
you know, I had a great gig in D.C. I did government relations for universities. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, um, real quick, not to cut you off, what uh, universities did you do public uh, relations for? So my first, not public relations, government relations. Oh, government relations. So I'm we sorry, We did I'm everything sorry. for um, helping them build long-term strategic relationships with uh, universe with uh with the federal government, so okay. we worked with big um, places, uh, AAU um, uh, affiliated organizations, so places like uh, Caltech and USC and mm-hmm. um, you know big um, major research universities. So okay. um, they were um, some of the the big players in the academic world, and so um, and working with people like that was phenomenal because you got to see how innovation happened in America okay. because of what happened at universities, and so that was. A great place for me. I loved it for a long time, but then to be honest with you, Washington was changing, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the the founding partner of the firm I was at, you know, we were really close and still are to this day. And I said to her, I said, "My family bought this business, mm-hmm. and I think I have, um, I think that they're we're growing at a pace that needs some more attention." Okay. And so, you know, at that moment, like it was. We were having a, a conversation, and I was like, I think I'm leaving. Okay. I said, and I was like, I think I'm going to go help run this business full time. And it was the best thing we did. We have you know, tripled in size. We're um, one of the top farmers insurance agencies in the country now, um, and we've only been open for about three and a half years. So, you know, it's been a, a good run for us. And, you know, that's doing that and seeing, like, that as a business owner, you can really have an impact on your community. We're very entrenched in our community. Um, we sponsor things at uh, Berlin City High School. We okay. do a lot of things with the Mount Laurel School System. We really like to be involved in the community. Um, you know, we do some some college scholarship helping and things like that. So we're we're committed to that. And so then when we started realizing that we could also be the the people who not only provided some jobs for some people who had insurance experience, but if we op- branched ourselves out into other avenues, okay. we could we could have more even more impact. We kind of became like I said, serial entrepreneurs. We were we look we look at the world is how can we have an impact? Okay. Um, getting back to Washington D.C. when you worked in Washington D.C. and you and you made a a good point. You, you said that you saw Washington D.C. changing. When did you actually see that changing in the Washington D.C. area? And and I'm talking I'm just talking because um, I guess you you're talking political the, yeah the, the political landscape. No, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Being in, in D.C., if you kept your eyes open, you started to see changes happening um, back at the end of the Bush administration. Okay. Um, you know, then, you know, hope and change came with a price with mm-hmm. with President Obama because um, change means that things are different, things are uneasy. And so um, people don't always like the unease that comes with change. Right. And so even if it's positive change, um, not everybody can see where you're going when you're when you're on the trip. They just see that thing that they're moving and they don't know if they're they're comfortable with the movement. And okay. so that happened and you know you could see it throughout the Obama administration. Um, and then DC got mean. It wasn't, you know, you have a lot of very um, interesting personalities and very driven, ambitious people. Um, what I loved about D.C. is is that everybody is very well educated, and so right. it is a smart town to be in. You feel like you have to be on your A-game every day, and I liked that um, part of D.C. But it also was pretty collegial. People, you know, 
you have different viewpoints, but at the end of the day, we're all trying to do the best for what we believe in. It stopped feeling like that. It started mm -hmm. feeling like things were mean and people um, were entrenched in, this is what I what I want, not, and I don't want to see what your viewpoint is. And that really started happening aggressively during the Obama administration. And, there, you know, I, I think we could talk for a long time about why I think that happened, but mm -hmm. that that was that happened aggressively during the the second term in the Obama administration. And I think a lot of people started making movement. You know, when you if the administration had had um if the the parties hadn't changed over in Washington, mm -hmm. it may have been um a little bit calmer. Okay. Um but it it got a little <laughs> it got a little hairy and and I realized kind of I saw the the writing on the wall. I was like regardless of what happens, the way that the political um, you know, people talked during the last campaign, presidential campaign, in a way mm -hmm. that was pretty nasty. And you got to see, like, regardless who was going to be in the White House, it was not going to be a fun place to to be as a person who worked in federal relations. So I was like, right. I think it's a time to make a move. Was it more, do you think it was more resentment, you know, more like mean slash resentment of what's going on now? And, and now with the current administration, in your opinion, uh, how do you think the climate is now in Washington D.C.? You know, I'm not there, so um, <laughs> <laughs> safe answer. <laughs> I like that. No, I'm not there. I'm not there, so I don't have the. Um, but what you see, but, but 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 what you see? Yeah, I mean, like I keep, everybody else, right? You know, I, I just know watching it on TV. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Um, just, you know, here's the thing. If you're an ambitious person and you're well educated and you go to DC because you want to see things happen mm -hmm. and then every day you go you're going to work and things aren't happening, you know, that that wears on you. And so I know look, the thing that people always miss about DC is is that behind the scenes there is still always a lot happening because a lot of things happen at the staff level, Absolutely. not at the member level. Right. And so at the staff level things are still happening and and the daily business of DC is getting done. But the big picture things, the things that make people excited to come to D.C., they're not happening. They're not, okay. So it's like it's a great time for a person who wants to be at the, in D.C. but wants to go and get an MBA or mm -hmm. wants to get their Ph.D. because things aren't happening fast. So, you know, you can do other things on the side. I think that's, okay. a, you know, if you, if, you, if you have a side hustle, this is a good time to – to ramp it up. Absolutely. Now, Deja, um, I want to get back with you because um, you're still in your field and doing insurance also. So, like, how do you uh, have a balance and 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 still living up in Central Jersey? Like, so how do you maintain that balance between uh, both uh, careers? A lot of hard work and right. long days, really. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I work long days at my full-time employer okay um and then whatever is needed of me at the agency i do you okay. know she's really so if i think one of the things about owning a family business that everybody that gets into it will has or anybody we've talked to in the last couple of years has said you have to really divide and conquer and i think that that's not just for making the business successful but to keep the dynamics of the family um um moving well so deja really is that our financial person she okay. oversees all the 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 back end part of the business so it gives her the flexibility of, of being able to do that on weekends and nighttime and stuff mm -hmm. and so that you know monday through friday nine to well 
you know, probably seven to, to nine. Right. You know, she has long days. She's focused on, on what she does with the firm that she's with. But then in the evenings, on the weekends and stuff, she really is, you know, that's why, you know, we do a lot of stuff together because I kind of facilitate the, the day-to-day executive piece of it. And so she's able to, to work with me on, on the, kind of her off hours. Now, how is that working, you know, together, you know, as brother and sister and, and you know, mother? I mean, like, because uh, you, you must have to have a great relationship because I've seen some brothers and sisters, they damn near want to kill each other when they're in the same room. Like me, me and my brothers and my sister, I have, I have one brother and one sister. We get along fine. I talk to my brothers and sisters every single day. But um, is that a challenge, uh, especially being in a business family? And uh, both of you can answer that. Go ahead. <laughs> you, you can go first. I mean, I, I, I'll start. So, and I'll... I am probably the most the most vocal person in our family. My mom has a very strong personality too, okay. but um, I probably am the most vocal person. And yeah, it's challenging. But we before this were very very close. Okay. And so we have we travel together. We you know um, are very supportive of what the other the, each each individually has going on. And so that lent itself to being able to to do this pretty easily because since we are close, we also know the dynamics of the relationships and we know how each person um, kind of works and ticks and um, what their strengths and their weaknesses are. I don't like the financial component of the business. I don't like paying attention to some of those pieces. I do, I have to, because you can't run a family business or you can't run all business and not pay attention. But my sister really dives into the numbers. She likes numbers. Um, So we knew that going into it. So that was kind of what her piece would be. Uh, My mom is phenomenal with people so you know she is um uh oversees everything when it comes to the front end of the business so our sales staff she works with the customer service people she um oversees any um real problematic thing that's happening with a customer we had a customer whose whose house burned down Mm -hmm. and my mom put on her wading boots and uh, um didn't know she had wading boots but she got some (laughs) he's like mom (laughs) mom where'd you get those from you know (laughs) but she she put on some wellies and 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 walked through a a customer's burned out house so she's really hands-on she's very hands-on so she's good at that okay and um probably one of the best people i've ever seen when it comes to empathizing with somebody and she truly feels what's going on with them and so you know like Deja said earlier when we used to go to church and there would be a collection plate that would be passed around because somebody had passed away and mm-hmm. they didn't have life insurance and they the family wasn't sure how they were going to bury them she was like i like she felt the pain of that fa- of those families okay. and she would you was like i want to fix that i don't want that to happen to people so that was that's kind of how she is and then i really like um strategy i like to um come up with ideas of things of problems and how they can be fixed Mm -hmm. and so when i look at um any business that is that we're in you know when we decided to get into insurance i said well why would we do insurance and and i thought about it and i thought you know there's a different way to approach insurance you know folks don't people look at home and auto insurances i gotta have that because it's regulated by my mortgage company by the state and then people look at life insurance as well maybe i'll get some maybe i won't and we were like oh no we need to repackage that for people and and come at them from a different direction that there's opportunity life insurance is a financial services vehicle and if you know how to use it it is a way to get rich and to to stay rich okay we we realized that that's how we had to package it for people and then um home and auto insurance we were like this is how you protect everything you've done you can have a fire and if you're underinsured that will wipe out 
15, 20 years of hard work. And okay. so, you know, we repackage it. So we look at, I like to look at things from strategy perspective. So from the family perspective, everybody had their strengths. And then, you know, I don't want to talk about it on radio, but everybody had their weaknesses too. So, right. you know, <laughs> so then we, because you know each other so well, you know how to mitigate them in advance. So um, if something's not getting done on my to-do list, I can get a gentle nudge from my meticulous sister who says that needs to get done this okay. week. So it, it works out well. Okay. Now, um, like the, the insurance company, I, I'm not too um, well versed on it. Is that a very competitive market to to actually start a business in? And Deja, um, you, you can you can answer that also, because you're not saying anything. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just messing with you. No, well, no, real quick, Daryl. When when, <laughs> when you in, when when you called me to, to come get you from the elevator, yeah, I was like, damn, he has a real good radio voice. Have you ever done radio before? I've, so he said that <laughs> I've never really done. Radio. I did. We had when I was in college um, at Catholic University. I had a, a radio show. I was student government president for two years, and I had a radio show as a part of that gig. And so, but I've never been on real radio. So now, yeah, he, he has a good radio, but and he's a good he's so spokesperson. Does that mean I don't have a good. No, no, no. You have one. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, you done started something up here now. No, but um. Deja, real quick, um, insurance—the the, the insurance business—is uh, that a very competitive uh, market to get in? And was it easy to 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 build from the ground up? I would say yes. It's, it's a pretty competitive um, industry, very competitive market. Um, I, I would say some some pieces mm-hmm. were were easy to build, and some were harder right um but when you have marketing is hard right marketing is hard um we are lucky to have a a national brand behind us okay so that that's one thing that's good um we also have some really good people in place some leadership in place that also helps um and then we have really strong relationships in the community so i think that helps you know my mom has gone to Tabernacle. Well, we've gone to Tabernacle Baptist Church in um, Burlington, New Jersey, for um, you know since I was a, uh, for 32 years since I since I was born. And my mom has been going there for you know 60 or 50, 60 years. Okay. And our family's been entrenched there, so you know that was really helpful having a, a, a church relationship. We had you know civic relationships with people in um, in Mount Laurel, and so. That was really helpful because that, you know, we were able to, to build some trust in the community really okay. fast. But, you know, one of the things that, that I think is really challenging is that you don't realize everything that goes into being a business owner until you're doing it. Absolutely. You think, like, everybody thinks they know. Everybody's like, oh, I can do this. I can run the business. And then but, once you get in there, it's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff that you got to go through. But um, the one thing that I, I like about what you said and the one thing that actually stuck out to me is community. Mm-hmm. And we were talking, you know, before, you know, we, we um, put the mics on about just being involved in the community. Is that one of the, is that one of the goals for your insurance company to really be involved with the community community and name some of this, the things that you do, um, and each well, you don't have to you don't have to go down all of them, but just name some of the particulars that you do in in, in certain communities. Well, so the way that we were raised, so it's not just a, a piece of the insurance business; it is a piece of 
who Deja and I are as people because okay. that is kind of something that's been instilled in us since we were children. Um, that you are a part of the community. Um, you are um, lucky to have certain advantages because of happenstance or hard work or whatever, but um, not everybody has them. And so you, the goal in life should be to help move the, your community forward. And then your community, as you do better, becomes larger. Right. So your community, when you first start off, may be, be um, your your block, and then it might be your town, and then it's your county, then it's your state. And then as you do better and your opportunities get better, then it becomes the country. And then if you're really lucky, it becomes the world. Right. And so, you know, right now we're in the county and state space, and we are trying to um, really make an impact because that's what we were, we were always told to do. Um, when I remember when we were kids and um, – my mom would take us to the um, county library, and there was a, every Christmas there was a Christmas tree that had um, names of kids and things that they would want on them for Christmas. And you know, these were kids from you know less fortunate households or from the you know the group homes or things. And so you know, they weren't like big things. Sometimes it would be like they wanted a sheet set, and mm-hmm. you know, and it would be like I want a doll, and like you know, things that things that we take for granted, right. and right. they're just like, oh. Well, you know, I got that, you know, okay, I see what you're saying. Or a coat. And so, you know, so we would do that every year, but then like the coat thing really stuck with me. And, um, you know, I went to St. Joe's prep and I was, I was lucky to go to an amazing Jesuit school and get a great education. But, you know, the one thing that they instilled in us there was, you know, also community service and outreach. And then the coat thing really bothered me. And so, um, when I was there, I started a, a program where we, um, gave coats to people and actually Tom Joyner one year um, helped and paid for all the coats. Oh, okay. Um, and so we worked with them in the Berlin Coat Factory and um, I remember that. Yeah. And yeah, so, I, I definitely remember that. And we gave out a lot of coats over those years and so it's, you know, that type of thing has always kind of been in um, our kind of DNA and so you know, now we try and do things with education super important to us. Um, I will say the one thing that I think um, we both really value and our mom really values this education so you know, we try and do that. You know, I um, uh, do a lot with my university, with Catholic University. Okay. Um, Deja does things with Rutgers. Um, and then we both try and um, integrate with our high schools as much as we possibly can because um, we feel like the education is important. And then um, there's a couple of group homes and things. You know, I, I hate to be super specific about the actual programs because I feel like sometimes um, – it becomes more about the people who are, are helping than Absolutely. about the people who need the help right. and the resources. But at the end of the day, you know, for us, it really has been whenever we see an opportunity, we try and um, and jump into it. Okay. No, that's great because um, the one thing that that I, I respect the, what you guys are doing is you because you're you're from a different you're you're from Edgewater, Edgewater Park, Edgewater right? Edgewater Park. Park, Edgewater Park, but you're based. Your 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 um your office is in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Now the thing about that is the one thing that I love what you said is that you actually said, okay, yeah, you know, we're from Edgewater Park, so of course we're gonna do, you know, we're we're gonna give back to you know our community, um, you know, Burlington City, Burlington Township, Edgewater Park, Willingboro. I get that, but then, but you said that you do things in the community that that you're that your office is uh, located at Mount Laurel too. And I think that that's, that's admirable because of the fact that um, you always got to reach out to that community. Now, 
going from because they already knew who you were in Edger the Park and, and that and that side. Was it hard for you to get business in the Mount Laurel and like and how did you did you like do old school, you know, door to door or you know, fly so like how how did you build up your, your business in, in uh Mount Laurel Township? Well, you know, I will say and, and Deja probably can speak to this um as well. I don't think that anybody really knew who we were. Um, you know, people knew who my mom was in okay. the the Burlington Edgewater Park area. Um, but you know, she, her maiden name was Chapman. Her her married name was Lloyd. So our business is is Lloyd, and so Lloyd Insurance Agency. Okay. And so you know, people didn't put the put the connection together. And so you know, we had to um, really build brand awareness everywhere. Okay. Um, and so, you know. I will say that when we when we open this, I think that, you know you kind of have the mindset of well, if if you build it, they will come, but then they don't come, and so then you have to kind of pivot real fast and figure out what is your marketing strategy, how are mm -hmm. you going to do this, and that was where we we really had to put all of our energy and all of our resources, and so you know we hired people to do all of the grassroots things of you know flyers and mailers and you know and. Um, uh, outreach um, at, at events and different things. Okay. And and then we, you know, we had a sales team who does a lot of, you know, um, calling out and, you know, um, picking up the phone and reaching out to people because at the end of the day, our um, business is about helping people make sure that they are well insured and at the best cost possible. Absolutely. So, you know, we are offering a service that if we don't think we can do it better for you and if we don't think that we can do it at a better cost for you, we will tell you, uh, you're in a great shape, and we give people advice. I think one of the things that so because my background is in government relations, but really a good government relations person is a consultant. Right. As a consultant, we brought that mindset to insurance. We're your insurance consultant. We're going to tell you about it. We're going to help you um, learn about. It. One thing that my mom spent a lot of time doing is educating people about insurance. So we go places uh, with our customers in house, but then we go places and educate people about insurance and the opportunities and the role of insurance. Um, and so that's been really helpful to to the people that we work with and so we continue to do that and so that's really been a driver people come to us all the time and say i never knew that about insurance mm. and, and that's when i have the moment i'm like i'm excited that we were able to share something additional with you and i think deja can uniquely speak to the fact that um we are so densely populated with insurance agencies that you have to come up with something that's unique right yeah, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I agree. Yeah, um, we, I mean, really, it's just. Day in and day out, coming up with something new that you can. And you know, and and, and, and it's funny that, that you two mentioned that because of the fact that, because I said the same thing about radio and podcasting, that it's a lot of podcasts, a lot of internet radio, it's a lot of commercial radio out there. And, you know, with the content and the thing about it is you have to be, you have to stand out. You have to be unique. And, and that's what I'm getting that from, you know, the insurance um, industry that is very populated and you do have to stand out, which, you know, um, are you on social media? Or? Oh yeah. We're, we're on, we're on so social media. We, um, we do all Who's kinds more of on social media, you or, or, or your sister. So, I would say I'm terrible at social media, <laughs> and so she is probably the driving force with that. 
I, you know, I, I just I would say we're both pretty terrible for, <laughs> for young people. Right. We are not very well versed in social media, but you know, we we do some things. Okay. And we we do our best. That wave missed us. I don't know how it missed us, but yeah, like, I mean, cause like you guys, I'm older than you guys, and you know, I'm on social media. I'm not. Well, I you know what. Social media is a gift and a curse on a, right. because you can you can use it as a good tool, mm-hmm. but then I stop using social media sometimes. You know, sometimes you have to stand fall back from it because it's it's a it's a bunch of nonsense, and and sometimes you gotta you, you gotta try to go through which is nonsense, which is right, which is wrong, which is factual, which is. Fake news. I mean, it's it's like a whole bunch. So, like, are you guys on Twitter or Instagram or or Facebook? So for for the insurance agency, we're just on Facebook. Okay. Um, Lord Insurance Agency on Facebook. Check us out. But, um, and we post a lot of things about insurance and the insurance information and knowledge because, like, learn helping people know about insurance information is important to us. But for here's my thing about about social media. It is a great tool for business if Absolutely. you know how to reach your intended audience. But as on the personal side, it is it doesn't do it for me. It's oh, just, it's it, a mess. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's a complete mess. And you know, everybody posting things about you know the life that they that they want you to think that they lead. Right. I'm like, look, I am. Here's the thing: I don't watch a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. I don't. I listen to radio because I drive a lot, but I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, I don't do a lot of social media because I'm in the office. I, I like to work. Okay. I really like, you know, we do a lot of insurance stuff. We we have an, another business that we're running down to. And like we, we do other things. And so that is where I get, you know, get put, spend my time. Mm-hmm. Um, social, when, when there is something that is happening that is worth putting on social media, I absolutely put it on there. Gotcha. But what I ate for lunch doesn't need to go on. Yeah, you know, you just see people, you know, with the food and stuff right i I think the bottom line for me is i want to live the life not documented absolutely social media yeah how how important is it to educate people on insurance oh it's critical because that is what typically doesn't happen Mm -hmm. and so that was right away where we felt like we could stand out and we could be different and people come to us all the time uh with their homeowner's insurance and their auto insurance and we and my mom looks at it and she's like, I don't know what this is because they had you so underinsured and so underprepared that there is no way that if something happened that you would have been protected. And, you know, people are, regardless of how much you're paying, it is you are paying something for insurance. That is your money. You work hard for it. Right. And so if you're paying for something, you should get a good service back. And, and lots of people will come in our office and they'll say, oh, this is what my, my insurance agent wrote for me. And then we look at it and, and we realize if they had a fire in their house, their house would not be able to be rebuilt with that, that amount of money. Okay. And so we educate people so that if they decide to work with us or not, they have a better um, set of information than they came in with. And then when it comes to life insurance and financial services side of insurance, that's really where it gets exciting when you uh-huh. can educate people. There are some... Uh, Universal and annuity products for with life insurance that uh, they have the benefits of life insurance, um, and so they're and particularly the protections of life insurance. But they really have all of the um, the growth opportunity for a financial services tool, and so people can you know people for a long time have been using life insurance to be able to protect their wealth, mm-hmm. and 
most people don't know about. And so the super rich, you know, the Bobby Bonillas of the world who have agents who used to, who have sports agents who used to be insurance people and put their structured insurance into their deals, those people know about it. And those people um, have been using this as a vehicle for a long time and, you know, very wealthy people, but regular people, people who, who work really hard every day, have a decent salary, um, put money in their 401k, don't know that there's another avenue that they could be using to help them become wealthy individuals okay. or to protect their protect what they have. And so we educate them on that all the time. And I would say a great deal of the growth in our business has been because we educate people about it, the word of mouth has spread, and they're like, oh, you should go talk to those Lloyd people because they know gotcha. about insurance. And there's the thing about insurance is there is not a – uh, a lack of insurance agents out there. There are a ton Absolutely. of people out there, but there are not a ton of insurance agents who will spend the time with you to educate you. That's part of the the beauty of our of our setup is that because we have three people who kind of run the things um, and are able to. A lot of insurance people. The there's one there's one person. They have a staff of some people, and but that one key person is. The HR, the bookkeeping, the um, the customer service oversight, they are really running all the oversight of the business themselves. We were able to split that up so we can spend more individual time right. with people. And, and you know helps. what? And that's what I was just about to ask you. For people that are listening right now, um, if they're looking for an, an insurance agent, what are the, the things that they need to um, look for a good insurance agent? Well, they need to look for my phone number and, yeah. um, and call me. I like that. Um, <laughs> that, that like, man, forget all the mother. What about me? They can call me 856-581-4882. Right. And, but <laughs> if, if, if they, if they already, um, uh, are entrenched with a, um, a relationship with somebody, you know, cause a lot of times with insurance people, it is, I have a buddy from college and, uh, we've, known each other for a long time, and my insurance is there. And I say you should challenge him to go over your policy with you. Um, go over it in detail. Uh, they should be really breaking everything down for you, what your coverages are, how this is going to play out right. for you, um, if something were to happen. You know, That person should be able to break down every piece of the policy that you have and let you know what, what would happen in the case of, of, of a disaster. And I think the other thing is if the person – hasn't talked to you, if the, if somebody from your insurance company hasn't talked to you in the last year, you have a bad insurance company. Mm. Because I've heard that on, on many occasions. We reach out to our, our somebody on our team. You know, we have a team of people, so it's not just us, but we have a team of people, and somebody on our team reaches out to our our insureds once a year just to make sure that, that nothing has changed. You know, people have babies. People... Um, uh, somebody buy a, some, house. Buy a house, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. different things. Okay. When those things happen, they need to have a conversation with their insurance person. And the reality of it is, it's not their job to think, "Oh, I need to do something with insurance." It's your you hire an insurance person to outsource that part of your life, right? So that person should and and that company should be doing the work for you. If you're doing the work for them, there's a problem. No, no, no. I totally agree with that because I, I've heard on. On numerous occasions, that well, I've heard from my insurance company for a while, you know, and that's why you know the one thing I like about uh, your insurance uh, agency is that you're more uh, hands-on, mm -hmm. um, and you know you you do follow-ups. Like a lot of people, like 
just in business in general, like they normally really don't do follow-ups. I do have a story, but it's not about insurance, about my realtor that we were dealing with, but I really don't want to put her on blast right now, but shout out to her anyway. But, you know, we had to, <laughs> we had to switch because you know, she wasn't doing what she was supposed to be doing. But <laughs> um, I want to switch subjects because, you know, thank you for coming up because of the, because, of, and, and, and you educated me and the listeners about insurance, but, we have a mutual friend and not well, to mention insurance is super boring. So no, 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 no. This is good because <laughs> like, like I said, you know, with, 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 with the podcast and, 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 and my radio show, you know, we have to get this, uh, this information out because a lot of people, sometimes they really don't know where to go and, and, and they, and sometimes they don't know the avenues to take and, you know, and what I want to do is to help promote uh, people like mine, like like myself, and business. And if you have a business, yeah, sure, come on, let's talk about that because, like like we talked about off off the microphone, that the music is the vehicle, and you know this is a great platform that we have, and you know we we especially as African Americans, we actually need to which which they they are, but you know, if you go on terrestrial radio or commercial radio, it's very limited sometimes. And it's like, okay, you have to come in, you have to talk about this, that's it, and then we gotta go we have to talk about what you're really up here for. And I I like to give um my people that that come up to, to the show more time to talk just to feel comfortable to talk about whatever they want to talk about and don't rush it, you know, cause I, you know, I, I didn't want to rush this because like you said before, we have like a, a, a mutual friend. He said, Oh, you know, they come up there 15, 20 minutes. I said, you know, I don't do 15 and 20 minute interviews. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so you know, especially if it's dealing with the podcast, I like to, to know more about the, uh, you know, the person that comes up here. So like switching subjects, we do have a mutual friend, you know, him as Kevin, because at first I was like, so who the hell is Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I know him as Kilogram, but um, but but tell me, like, how um, how long have you known Kevin slash Kilogram? Not very long. You know, okay. we, we met at the tournament that he was hosting. Ah, he hosts okay. a, a tournament, a basketball tournament, and we met there. And you know, when so when Deja and I decided to get into this, you know, one of the things that I knew from from being a part of another business is that. The hardest piece of it is marketing, and so coming up with people who are really great at that and have a really awesome skill skill set mm-hmm. is important. And and uh, Kevin Kilogram has a phenomenal um, sense of how to get the word out about things. Yes, and, yes, he um, does. You know, he's he's really talented in that way, and in other things too. But specifically in that regard, he is he is bar none one of the best I've worked with. So. Okay, so um, so so. You know, shout out to Kilogram again. Uh, you went to his tournament, correct? And you and you came up with your uh, with the idea of uh, your your tournament. Now, now tell me about your tournament because I've read it, and I'm like, okay, I haven't played basketball in damn near 20 years. I said, <laughs> but with this, I want to get out there and play. But I can't though. But but <laughs> I know I can't. <laughs> so no, it's it's not gonna happen. But. But just tell me um, about uh, the creation of this tournament that you have going on in October, correct? It's uh, October the 14th and the 21st? It is. Okay. October 14th, 21st. Yeah, so, you know, we, my sister and I, 
um, are always looking at opportunities to be able to do new projects. And um, we have been, you know, spending a lot of time. Um, well, so really to back up, we love the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we... Um, last season we had season six or season tickets, and I'm sorry to um, hear about I, that. <laughs> you know, but but uh, I'm trusting the process. I'm yeah, trusting yeah, in the yeah, process. yeah, they're gonna be better this year. They're gonna be better. You know, I keep I, I'm my fingers are crossed, but <laughs> but you know we are we are diehard Sixers fans. You know, okay. we, we were in love with Allen Iverson. You know, I came came oh, came yeah. up during the Allen Iverson age. That was a so great that was a great era. It man. was a great era. And so, you know, I was going to school downtown in, in Philly. You know, Allen Iverson was just tearing it up on the court. So if you didn't if if you had eyes, you started to fall in love with basketball at that mm-hmm. point. And so basketball's always kind of been a thing that, that my sister and I have both loved. We love going to the games. But, you know, we have a, a cousin who just got engaged. She um her fiance has been a basketball player for a long time. Okay. And you know, and and we sometimes go out and see him play and different things. But one thing that we realized Did you play is a professional? No, no, he's a he's an amateur basketball player, okay. you know, regular nine to five job, but you know, he has always really liked basketball and his and his it's been his hobby his probably his whole life. Okay. And you know, and the reality of it is is that guys all over play basketball in high school and college and um, and then rec leagues, and they're really good. This is a skill set. You know, the same way that people go and they learn karate and it's a skill set, playing basketball is a skill set. And so you learn something that's really challenging and how to do it. Let me tell you, I um, cannot dunk a ball. Um, uh, I can dribble, but I can't dunk right, a ball. Right, right, right. Um, I would like to, but I know these guys have learned over a, a lifetime of how, how to play, mm-hmm. um, how to do that. But what we were sitting down thinking one time with uh, – um, when we were kind of driving through Philly on the way back from um, from a trip, we saw some guys playing basketball at one of the um, the the basketball courts in North Philly, and okay. and we saw these guys playing. And, and you know, here's the thing: watching people play street ball, it is a beautiful thing because people play with everything they have. It's an art. It is. It it's is definitely an art. art. Yeah. And so when you when you're watching that, you're like. I can't believe these guys don't get paid to do this. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and you know, and, and in some communities, that is everybody on a Saturday goes down to the park and either they play or they watch people play. And that is the, the center of the world is in some communities. And so we were like, I wonder if there's a way that, that people could, could make money and they could play and, like, make money off of that. And then we had a conversation and we were like, you know, these guys, and, and we were talking about, how people play in basketball tournaments all the time, and a lot of times the 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 reward for playing in it is a big trophy and some pride. And let me tell you, I love pride. I'm a, I'm a man who is all about you know my pride. But right. at the end of the day, pride is not going to pay a bill. It has never paid right. one of my bills. And so we were like, what can we do that would be different? That would that really could have an impact on these guys, so that if they're out there using the skill that they have and and really entertaining everybody, because it, when you watch the guys playing in in the park and you have you know forty people around watching them, that is entertaining these people yes, for the day. Is. And so I was like, how can they make you know something off of this? And we said, well, why don't we have a tournament and have a have a cash prize? And so then we started thinking about, well, what level of prize actually? you know, makes an impact. And we were like, you know, because there are basketball tournaments that have a $1,500 mm-hmm. prize or a $1,000 cash prize. And we said, but that really, you know, once you split it up between the guys, it's like 100 bucks. It's not, it's not doing anything. Right. But we said $10,000, and that's what our tournament, the, the, the grand prize is a $10,000 prize. 
And we said $10,000 is enough where you can start a small business. You can, um, you know, pay off a student loan. You can, there's some big things that can happen with $10,000. Absolutely. And so we said, you know, this is where we can have some real impact. So we decided to put the full weight of our of our business behind it because, you know, we would be the, the primary sponsor for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started this tournament. And so we started the $10,000 challenge. Um, you know, our website is 10,000challenge.com. And we started this tournament where um, it's a five-on-five men's uh, basketball tournament where um, any amateur player can, can sign up. Uh, they sign up as a as a team and then register on our website. Okay. And they have the opportunity to go out there and play play it out, play with the best players in the area, and um, the best team is going to walk away with ten thousand dollars. You know, every team um, has an equal shot at this. Okay. And so that is the 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 exciting part. And it's October the fourteenth and the twenty first, and it's at the Life Center Academy in Burlington, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. So you know, and Life Center is. A top of the line uh, facility. Life Center, I love the Life Center. They have yes, a sir. great facility. It is, it is beautiful, um, state of the art. It is um, just well put together. Mm-hmm. And so we, what we decided was is that if we were going to do this, and we were going to try and bring some of the best ball players in the area together, and we were going to put put our name behind this. We wanted to make sure the cash prize was large. We wanted to make sure that we were at the best facility in the okay. area. You know, there is really. Everything for this one, we wanted it to be top of the line because we also want the guys to have a great experience. If you have a talent and you're going to put your talent on display and compete, well, then everything should be um, top of the line because it should be. Absolutely. It should be. We are we are, are working with athletes. We look at every person that's, that's going to participate in this as a well-tuned athlete. So we want to treat our athletes really well. Now, has how has the um – <clears throat> Excuse me. The registration been um, and how many t- how many teams do you, do you uh, see being in in the tournament? So right now we're probably going to cap it off at sixty four teams. Oh and so, wow! Yeah, and so field of sixty four. That's what's up. Right, and so you know there, um, but there's been a lot of interest. You know the we we've we didn't, we didn't open registration until um, the first week of September. So registration just opened and it's kind of got moving fast. So okay. you know one of the things that I I've been um, telling people because people will um, email in or they'll call in and, and we, we've been telling everybody who on our team to make sure that they're expressing to people the registration is going real fast. Okay. So if you want to be participate, you want to get in quick. When's the deadline? So the deadline is October 6th. Okay. But I'll be honest with you, I don't think there'll be slots in October. Really? Yeah, I think if you want to participate in this, you need to get go on the website. The team captain can register the team for free. Okay. And then the players go on individually and register um, and pay their their registration fee. The registration fee per player is only eighty dollars, so okay. it is a very affordable tournament to be in for um, for players. It's ten players per team. Oh, okay, that's what I was just about to ask. How many players per team? Yeah, you know, we were pretty adamant about making sure that it was ten players per team because um, a tournament that's two Saturdays, so it's it's October fourteenth and October twenty first, and so the first rounds will happen on October fourteenth, and then all the elimination rounds after that will happen on the twenty first. Okay, and so it's a it's a pretty aggressive tournament. So the expectation is is that you need probably ten players so that you can make sure that the, everybody is is has enough energy to be able to, to go through a tournament that right. that length. So, oh, okay. So. Um and it's uh, October. The, uh, what are what are the times? So it's October 
October 14th and 21st all day. So, oh, you know, okay. But what what's going to happen is that the Wednesday before the the 14th, there's going to be a, there's a captain's call, okay. and so the each team will be scheduled for a time for when when they're going to play. So they don't have to sit around all day on the 14th. Okay. They'll know what time they're going to come and play. You know, they'll they'll check in. They'll they'll play their game. They they're encouraged to stay and see what the competition looks like. Right. Um. But they can come. They they play. And so if your if your slot is not until seven o'clock, you're not getting there at nine o'clock in the morning. Right. Remember, these are well tuned athletes. So they need to be have all the information to be able to come perform and then get out of there. Now, uh, is this um is the registration open uh, just uh for for New Jersey, Philadelphia, or anybody can it's anybody from anywhere can. Here's the thing: we're we're not capping where the best can come from. Okay. So if you're if you were the best, you come come and play in this tournament. Okay. So and you said the the, the slots are going fast, correct? The slots are going fast. Like it was, it, you know, we were surprised because you know my sister and I don't play basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a softball player all through high school and and growing up. Um, uh, I was not an athlete. I loved to watch athletics. I right. didn't play them as much and. Uh, we were we were surprised how how quickly people were gonna be. I want to do this, and but then you know one of the things that that Kevin mentioned to us is he's like when there's ten thousand dollars on the line, people want to move. They want to get involved. Absolutely. So now, is there an age limit to uh, to this, or got to be at least eighteen? But okay. Um. Hey, if 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 you're if you're a granddad and you and you think you still got it, like me, no, nah, I cannot. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'll, I'll blow out in there as soon as I. When, when I'm tying up my sneaker, getting out there, I'll blow out on it. Well, you know, you that, go, that's that's just me. You go get yourself a prosthetic <laughs> knee, get yourself a prosthetic hip, and you come out there. Dude, I'm, 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 I'm back to lifting weights now. And I've been lifting weights probably for a good two and a half, three months. Went in there last week to the gym, picked up a weight. I heard literally, I thought that somebody was crunching a water bottle. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Well, you know, try to put the, try to put it back down, but it just all went left. So I'm done. Well, you know well done for like three weeks. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not done. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do have to get back in. There. Oh yeah, I'm definitely getting back in. Oh, I've, I've just been walking and doing every everything else but lifting weights. But um, well, you know what's funny about that is that so um, in the past, so one of the things that got Dej and I into this mm-hmm. is in the past probably five months, five six months. Um, collectively, we've lost uh, about 175 pounds. Okay. Um, and so, um, ha- being business owners, you can really get into a um, a rut of I got everything is about my business, and so you you stop focusing on the health components. But we realized that if we wanted to be good at what we were doing, um, have your mind be clear. We were like we had to get into the health and the fitness and the wellness. Absolutely. And so Deja was kind of led the charge on that. Um, okay. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that got me interested in this, really. This was mainly Daryl's idea, okay. and you know he came to me with it, and that's just how I live my life now. Everything is for health, the betterment of self and Absolutely. body, and you know, I think this is kind of in that realm. So that I mean, um, which actually does make sense. If you're in the insurance business, you have to be right. Yeah, kind of healthy, I guess. You know, you're not you're not just going to show up to somebody's house. With like two cheeseburgers and smoking a cigarette or something like that. Well, it's not, not healthy. Smoking, not smoking a cigarette, <laughs> but maybe the two cheeseburgers before. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I eat a lot of quinoa and spinach now, and you know, it's funny. But before this, um, uh, we 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 had breakfast, and the type of things that we eat now are so different 
And so, you know, it's funny because working with athletes, mm-hmm. um, I'm so glad that we made this this life change before this because I, I don't think we would have gotten into this project had we not. But I think having made this life change, I can relate to people in a different way in athletics. Got you. So, I understand that. Yeah. No, I want. I really want to thank you guys for coming up, man. Um, let me see if I get this right. Okay, uh, if if people want to challenge, and minimum, well, the maximum is ten. Now, can they come in there with like, or do you encourage? Like, let's just say they wanted to bring five people in there. Do you say, well, we no, can you, can you grab some more players, or no, they could, but then they would have to just pay the registration fee for the other five players. Ah, so got you. You know, the 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 team needs to have ten registration. Got you. registered registered members so if you register 10 people but only five people show up you can still play mm-hmm. um five people have to be there to be on the court to play but there needs to be 10 people registered for each team that's okay. so that's that's the key and so if you if you only have nine men and um the last the 10th guy is your dad and you register your dad but he don't he never comes to play that's fine mm-hmm. but you know ultimately it's a five on five tournament um you, you it's 10 players that need to register um the registration is going really fast. The tournament's happening October 14th and 21st. And to get more information and to register, they need to go to 10,000challenge.com. Right. And they can learn all the details about it. They can find out where it's at, um, find out what the time, all the details about the time. But it's at Life Center uh, Academy in Burlington, New Jersey. And it's going to be a really good time. Is this open to the public? Yeah. So that's, okay. that's one of the most exciting things is that we – want people to come and see these athletes so we made that entirely free so okay spectators from all over are going to come and it's free so you come spend the day um you know grab yourself a slurpee and, and watch some watch some great ball be, being played now uh do you do you do you foresee like if, if this kicks off real good do you do you see this being an annual thing to uh for or for you guys oh phil you asked the magic question ah. You know, see, I'm good at this, man. You are good at this. I'm, <laughs> for, from for our first radio interview, I will tell tell you this was a, um, a this is a very good experience because you were great at asking questions, and um, this is we never get into anything um, not trying to see where it can go. Gotcha. And so I think we both have a an idea that this could be something that really could resonate with people. The reality is is that Philadelphia is a very special community, but um, basketball is a, um, a universal idea. People, um, Absolutely. This is, this is the only sport that you can play where you need one thing. Mm-hmm. You just need a ball. Yeah. Um, and so you can make a hoop. You can, um, you know, you can tie it up on the, on the side of a, on the side of a, a building, um, but you just need a ball. And so um, everybody can play basketball. And so they're in every community. So, we think this is something that could could go into a lot of communities, um, and, but Philadelphia is the um, is our first spot. It's our okay. this is our, our our home base. We we love it here, so we figure if we're gonna start something somewhere, it's gonna be in our backyard. You know what? And I think that I, I think that it's gonna do real good. And like I said, if you guys need any help promoting this, anything, just let me know. Like I said, I want you right maybe. Maybe like a week or two before the tournament, I want you to come on the radio uh, show on WPRB so we could promote it some more because, um, you know, it's for the it's for the public, it's for the community, it's entertainment, and you know, uh, ten thousand dollars. You know, you see some of the best athletes 
you know, in our area. And, you know, I love it. I mean, I just, and even uh, just promoting, uh, and, and I know at, at you know, in, in the, at the event, you're going to be promoting Lloyd Insurance also. So, I mean, you know, it works hand in hand. I mean, so, you know, I really want to thank you guys for coming up. And, and people can go to 10,000challenge.com. Uh, and if you want to email uh, Lloyd or Deja, you can go to contact us at 10,000challenge.com. And uh, your, your business is located on 127 Arc Road, Suite 15 in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, correct? Yes, it is. See, look. <laughs> I'm trying to do. I'm look. I got everything in. Phil, you, you know, were, you were just killing it, <laughs> Phil. You were awful. <laughs> you know, but you know, I really want to thank you guys for coming up. And you know, like I said before, thank you uh, to Kilogram for actually linking us up. And I think that this is real important because it's for the community. Yes, it and is. And it, it's community and it's education. We're, we're, we're like, where? I mean, and and this and this is what we need in in our community is is more people like. Like your family, which I commend. I mean, I, I salute you for doing that because, like you said, this is a hard business to get in. Insurance is a very hard business to get in, and 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 you and you guys, you know, are, are going full force, and 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 you're going out to the, to the communities, and and you're giving out vital information. But please give out all your information again before we uh, get out of here. Uh well. Please feel free to contact us at the Lloyd Insurance Agency. Um, we're at 127 Arc Road, 856-581-4882. And then we want everybody to be a part of the $10,000 Basketball Challenge. And you should check us out on the website at 10,000challenge.com. Get out there, register a team, and come win some money. Hey, look, if you can go out there and play basketball, I know. I, look, $10,000, I can use. I can use some money right now, but... My body said, nope, you can't, you can't, do not. I can watch, <laughs> but playing, nah, I can't play. <laughs> now, if I can get my shoulder back, I could probably give maybe good five to seven minutes on the court. That's it. I can't, I can't do no more. No, but, but you do raise a good point before we get out of here. I remember Saturdays, like Saturdays like this, you know, we would wake up early in the morning and go to the basketball court and it would be an all-day event yep and we would already have our teams and if you lost if you lost one game you're done for the rest of the day exactly. so like we had our own quote-unquote tournaments but they really weren't tournaments but we had our five players and if you lost there was a good chance that you would not get back on the court that entire day and Everybody would come out there. I mean, mm -hmm. everybody knew where you were at. So we're, we're, we're out because I used to live in North Carolina. Uh, we're out in White City watching, you know, the guys play out here. And it would be from 11 o'clock in the morning up until probably 4.30, 5 o'clock in, in the afternoon, maybe until later on, 6, 7 o'clock. So I like what you like what you guys are doing. Um, you, you're bringing back excitement. You're bringing back um, entertainment to to our community, Burlington County community, because that you know that that's what you know th that's what we're kind of missing also. Um, you know, just the entertainment and just community um, support. So, uh, are, are you going to 
um print rate uh, uh print media also are you, like are you doing something with the Burlington County Times yeah so you know we we are um gonna do radio and um ads and we're doing uh print ads and all that kind of stuff too um you know that that kind of comes with the territory making okay. sure you get the word out there so you know we're getting the word out and then we have a great street team of people that are um you know going kind of playground to playground um school to school making sure that folks really know about this because okay. we um we think it's we think it's a big deal because this is um not been done in this area before and so right. you know they're uh uh, amateur a tournament for amateurs with a with a cash prize this large. Um, this is new, so okay. No, but I I really think uh, thank you guys for coming up and it's the ten thousand uh, ten thousand ten thousand dollar challenge, which is happening October the fourteenth and the twenty first, and that's at the Life Center and that's in Burlington, New Jersey. Look, if you can, if you if you think that you have it, go out there and play, man. I, I really want to thank you guys for coming up and please. Promote your promote the uh, insurance company one more time. Also, the Lord Insurance Agency at thirty eight and Ark Road in Mount Laurel, New Jersey eight five six five eight one four eight eight two. Daryl and Deja, I really want to thank you guys for coming up. And please, this is not the last time that we're going to uh, be in touch with each other because, like I said, we're going to um, set something up so you could come up to the radio station. We're going to promote it also up there and. We're probably going to try to run some ads on WPRB as well. It sounds great. Thank you. Look, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice here. But uh, if you want to hit me up, phillyproducer14 at gmail.com. Like I said, Sabi Radio every Sunday, 5 to 7 on WPRB 103.3 FM. I play classic and independent hip-hop. If you want to hit me up uh, on social media, uh, Twitter at Sabi Radio 42, Instagram, Sabi Radio, and... Facebook, a whole lot of stuff that's going on that I, I don't even keep up with. But Facebook, Hook.Jackson, DJ Sobuck, shout out to you out there. You want to hit him up, DJ Sobuck at gmail.com. Like I said before, he's on Beat Minus Radio, it's Mr. Street Sickness, every Thursday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on BeatMinusRadio.com. And you can also check him out on UTM Radio every Monday, the two-hour show, 9 p.m. to midnight. And he also DJs for Sabi Radio also so we got a lot of stuff going on i really want to thank you guys for coming up man and please anytime you need anything from me just let me know Whew, that was a good interview wasn't it it was i liked it, it. i haven't done an interview like this in months well, this was great this is great so you know he has a good radio voice too he does has anybody told you that you like michelle obama i have heard <laughs> that her friends used to say it all the time <laughs> <laughs> see there you go you got a radio voice. You got Michelle Obama well, up here. I'll take that good. as a compliment. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Hello, right, man. <laughs> We're out of here, man. I'll talk to you guys this week. And also, special, special, special big shout out to Kilogram for making this all happen. I'll talk to you cats next week. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the overtime show. What are you listening to? Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. From award-winning news programming and number one sports brands to digital exclusives, Play.it is delivering storytelling at its best. Hear what you've been missing at Play.it.